live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Good morning, good evening, good night. Whatever time you find yourself listening to this podcast, guys, welcome. Thank you for being here. I am your host, Marvin Keon. This is the I Am Podcast, where we want to just give some definition to the things in our life that we constantly say that we are. So I'm super excited about today's episode because the first episode was more of kind of a get to know me, who am I, what's the purpose, what is it I'm trying to accomplish. So today is kind of what I hope to accomplish over the course of this podcast. This is the, you know, how these podcasts will go, if you will. But before I begin, I just want to share a real quick story. So I got the first podcast, put it out in my family group chat, you know, hey guys, check out this podcast, let me know what you think, send me comments, give me feedback. And so I'm getting all these comments from my cousins and my aunts and uncles, just a lot of great feedback, very thankful for my family. So my mom texts me and she says, son, really looking forward to listening to your podcast, but I have to understand what does the logo mean? <laughs> and so if you see the logo, it's, it's an eye, which I, I guess if you if you if you don't know, you may look at it and think of the all-seeing eye or whatever. And I think that was kind of her thinking, which is fair. Um, so I what I wanted to do for anybody else that may have had that same kind of inquiry, you know, what does the logo mean? I, I want to share it with you. And honestly, I was trying to think of the best way to kind of explain it. And I found this really cool quote by a guy named Wayne Dyer. And I think this best puts what I wanted the logo to simplify. So let me explain it real quick. So the logo is an eye. It's an actual eye, as is, you know, what we see out of it. And on top of the eye is a crown. But if you look close, if you look closely at the crown, it's the letters A and M, M that have been brought together to make a crown. So his quote says, the state of your life is nothing more than a reflection of your state of mind. So in essence, that's what the logo is to signify, that we are a reflection of what we believe and think we are. We, I am what I say I am because that's what I believe that I am. So anybody else that may have looked at the logo and was like, what in the world is it? <laughs> that's, that's, that was the point behind this. So thank you, Mom, for that. I appreciate it. Love you. I'll call you later. Okay, so today, 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 we're talking about I am learning so if you guys were with me last time, I also talked about that I have a fitness brand and the name of the fitness brand is I Am Lift. And Lift is an acronym for Learn, Invest, Focus, and Train. And they're kind of the pillars that I not only train off of, but in my personal life, I, I try to live off that pillar system that I need to always be in a state of learning, always in a state of investing, always in a state of focusing, and always training those things in constant repetition of them. So today we're just going to talk about the nature of learning as I see it. And I hope, you know, something that said will help you distinguish how you go about the art of learning. So um, Aristotle has a cool quote. He says, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. And I believe that I believe that you have to know you're going to know you better than anybody else. So you have to have real definitions about the things that are you know, the things that you are non-negotiable in your life. So I look at learning and I, and I feel like there are four kind of concepts of the nature of it that you have to be aware of. Right, number one, let's, let's define learning. So if you, if you do look up Google or, or, or Webster, you could, learning is defined as gaining 
or acquiring knowledge by study, experience, or being taught. One more time. Gaining, learning is gaining or acquiring knowledge by study, experience, or being taught. So, number one, what I think is that we have to realize that learning is instinctual, that it's a part of the human experience. Because the reality is that we're always in a learning state. It's kind of an involuntary exercise, if you will. Because it's our ability to adapt and to cope with the way life is constantly changing. There's a universal law of impermanence that states that nothing is constant. Things are always changing. So it's imperative that you are able to steer your attention and your energy towards things that are making you better because things around you are always changing. So you have to, in essence, be changing with them or you kind of you get left behind. You're left in the times, as I think, as you know, the quote goes. I read this book one time by this guy named uh, Gary John Bishop, and he has a quote in it that I really I've kind of once I heard it, I've kind of always lived by it. And he says, we're wired to win. And the dynamic of of, of us being wired to win is that that that's that's in play in almost every element of our life in our finances in our fitness and our relationships. We're wired to be good at it in whatever essence that we put it in. However important that we make it, whether you are the guy that works out all the time or the person that never works out at all, what you've done is you've wired your subconscious to believe that, hey, you know what? I want to really be good at this thing for whatever reason. I want to really be good at not working out because I don't work out. Or I want to be really good at working out because it's something that I always do, you know? I think I mentioned on the last podcast, there was a point in my life where I was, in essence, a chronic smoker. Like, I would smoke tobacco products all like all day, wake up with it, go to sleep with it, and it was nothing I was proud of. It was something I was more ashamed of, but I just, what I didn't realize then that I realize now is that I had become wired to win at smoking those black and mouths. Like it had to be, like I, I had to, I had to have it because at that point I had taught my body. We had went through this experience, and I had taught it, and I had acquired this knowledge that, hey, and when I'm driving or when I'm stressed or when I don't feel well or when I have a lot on my mind, this is the response that I need to take to it. Um, you know, the new year just passed, and. What's what's you know what's the new year what's what's the thing that we all hear at the beginning of the year, new year, new me, and what you what what that concept implies is that everything that I have been winning at thus far hasn't done me any good. So therefore, this new year has come, and now I need to unlearn or start to learn a new concept or a new way of doing things so that I can be a new version of myself. But that's not necessarily what needs that you're not going to ever be a new you what's going to happen is that you can unlearn some of the things that you've accepted as truth to this point in your life and you have to have that willingness to be able to say you know what just because I thought you know this thing was a certain way I have to have the willingness to say that maybe it's just not and and what I want to say unfortunate it's not unfortunate but what you have to be careful of, I'll say that, is that we are we live in an instant world. You got Instagram, you got Instacart, 
Last night I cooked in my Instapot. <laughs> like everything that around us is, is, is makes us feel like the learning process has to be short, like that we're going to bring it down and it can be microwaved. And overnight you can not know something and be an expert on it the next day. And the truth of the matter, and, and, and the true learning of something, of really learning of something, it's not easy. It's not, it's not necessarily a comfortable experience, but you have to be willing to, to be uncomfortable. You have to be willing to know that, okay, this learning process is, is going to require me sometimes to go against the grain. You know, like when I, I, I tell this story of one of my clients, Miss um, Becky. I love her to death. She, she, when she first started working with me, she was terrified to use, to get on the treadmill. Like I, I remember the first time I put on the treadmill, she got up there and she was almost trembling because she just did not feel like she could walk on, you know, walk on it without flying off the back of it. That's all she could see in her mind was that if I get on this thing, that I'm going to come off the back of it. And, and now I was like, you know what? That's okay. We're going to start where, wherever you can start. You need to hold on to it. I'm going to put, I'm going to put the speed at as minimal as possible. And we're going to start here. We're going to, you're going to learn how to be comfortable with it. And so over the course of time, we start doing, you know, different movements and different exercises to strengthen our balance, to strengthen our legs, strengthen our core. And as of, I think it was yesterday, this is a true story. I've been working with her about a year now. She sent me a text message and said, hey, kind of bored. Decided I run a 10K on the treadmill. Here's a picture of it. <laughs> and the lady had ran a 10K just because she, she felt like it because it was Tuesday. Because she had the ability to do it. You know, before pre-COVID, she was actually signed up to do a Spartan race. The same lady who was trembling on the treadmill that was signed up for a Spartan race. And we were getting ready for it. I mean, we were deadlifting and doing farmer carries and tosses. I mean, we she was going to kill it. <laughs> and I was so excited for it. And so COVID happened. But you know what she did? She She didn't quit. What she did was she signed up for four virtual Spartan races online. And over the course of being in quarantine and, and you know, the world, you know, quote unquote, being shut down, this lady did four virtual Spartan races. I mean, that that I, I love her story because it's, it's the art of learning, because when she came to me, she, she again, she believed based on, you know, the things that have happened to her life up to that point, that that's just the way things were. But once she was really willing to go through this relearning process, it changed her life. So let's, number two, let's move on. Because not all knowledge, study, or experiences are absolute, then one thing we have to accept about learning is that learning can't be absolute. Just like we were just saying with her, it can't, just because things have been a certain way, they can't necessarily stay that way. Learning is the openness to repeat the learning process as many times as necessary. Or in you know, in essence, you have to be okay with change and reconsideration. And I was talking with a friend the other day, and I was telling him that one thing about entrepreneurship, one thing it's done is really refine, R E F I N E, really refine my faith and kind of like the way I, you know, look at life and even necessarily just go about a period. And he said, brother, he said, what it's doing is making you refined, R E F I N D yourself. And I was like, ooh, that's good. I got to remember that. Um, <laughs> but he was right because it was 
there were you know, at this point in my life things that I had I've as an entrepreneur I've had to learn a lot of different things about myself things that I thought were necessary or felt like they that I felt like I just had to do or things that I felt like I needed you, you know going through enough experiences you find out as an entrepreneur when it's kind of you're the CEO you're the COO you're the janitor you're the trainer you're the you're the uh, psychiatrist, whatever they need you to be in that moment, you kind of you have to be all of those things. So I have to also be personally for the benefit of them. I have to always be in this state of learning. Now I don't have kids, but I, I, I love kids. I love I love a child because I love the essence of a child. I love their willingness to want to learn, their willingness to unlearn and, and to repeat. And this what's, what's crazy is as an as adults. We endorse, we endorse it. We accept it. We we expect them to want to learn, and we and we say, go out and read and get an education and go to school and dream and want to be all these things. But then it's like it's weird. Once we li- we reach this level of adulthood, then that no longer applies. I, you know, in the gospel, Matthew eighteen, Matthew eighteen. Uh, Jesus is talking amongst the disciples and one of the disciples says, he asked Jesus this question. He says, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus replied, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so you have to wonder, like, why would why would Jesus tell these grown people <laughs> to, to, to enter heaven? You got to act like a kid. And my belief is because of their acceptance, their acceptance of the nature of learning. Like they're okay with not always being right. They're okay with failing. They're okay with taking risk. Like because at the end of the day, they're gonna try it. And if they can't try it when you're around, then they're probably gonna try it when you're not around. But like they're so curious. They want to experience. They don't want to just live. They want to experience life. They want to go outside and play. They want to feel. They want to touch. They want to jump. They want to get dirty. But we 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 enter this point of our lives of adulthood where it's like those rules are now off. You've learned enough. I've reached this point where I don't need any more information. I remember when I was in college, just our professor posed a question to everybody, and he says. Tell me what age is old. So all, you know, these hands start flying up and this person says, you know, 50. The person says, oh, no, 60. No, 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 it's 70. And the person says 80. And he looks at it and says, all of you are wrong. So old is, 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 a, is literally a mentality because what it, what it does is it accepts the fact that you don't need any more information. I know enough. So you can be 99 years young or you can be 20 years old, but it comes from here. It, it comes from that nature of learning. And, and what you would you would think that as, a, as adults, that as we grow, we'd be more like enamored by the fact that all the stuff that we were dreaming about, if, like as kids, like the job and, and the house and and the career and this and that you think we be so excited about it because now we actually have the resources and the time and the money and the space to accomplish those things that as kids we actually couldn't do because we we were kids <laughs> you know we were children but then we get to adulthood and now it's it's that time it's like okay you're here this is this is that moment that you want and it's like well 
no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't be that. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. And it's like, why? What, at what point did that learning curve, that learning, that, that learning nature stop applying to you? So number three, well, we also have to realize when it comes to learning, there's a certain humility that comes with learning. There's, in a sense, it's like an overturning of power that comes with it because in the learning process, you're suggesting that you don't have knowledge on something and that the source that you are going to receive this new knowledge from is something something or somebody that you, that you trust. And again, I, I hearken back to a child. A child is put in a position because they have to know that the, the information and most importantly, the illustration that is coming from this adult, this parent, this person in this guidance role is making is is one that's going to make their future and their ability to learn over the course of time better. But what what what's dangerous is is if you as a person in a position as a guider as a leader are stuck in a mindset of the unwillingness to want to learn, then you're going to teach them the unwillingness of wanting to learn. So they won't be able to doubt. So they will be stuck in a place in time and history with a mindset and with morals and with feelings that they shouldn't have. They shouldn't, they, they, it shouldn't be that way. They should be, have these dynamic dreams, these audacious dreams. They should, they should feel that way. But because you stopped dreaming, because you realized that, well, I got an adult and I, now you got bills and now I got responsibilities and now I got to go to work. You pass that on, and that's a dangerous trait to pay to pass on. It's not fair to them because you don't have to to be an adult. That doesn't also mean that you have to lose that essence of of what that child has, and that, and that's that willingness and the want to learn and explore and to be curious. You know, as a trainer, is it's very similar. People come to me, and they need to be taught. They're, they're coming to me in a, in, in a sense of vulnerability because they have to say to me that they feel like something's wrong. I, I don't know this and I don't know what to do about it. Can you help me? And the beauty of learning is if I, if I learn the things that I'm supposed to learn and I continue to evolve and, and, evolve as a person, evolve as a trainer, evolve as a student of learning, period, then that thing that was just something that I was learning at some point will become, I'll cultivate it into skills. And then those skills I'll eventually cultivate into a career. And what I've eventually cultivated in a career is now benefit not just me because now this is how I live, but now it's able to help all these other people because they need to also learn it because they need to be healthy. They need to, they need to quote unquote get in shape. But they have to come with me with a level of humility. They have to be able to say, "Hey, you know what? I don't know everything, and I know that you know this better than me." It doesn't make me a better person than you. It doesn't make me inferior, superior. It's not about that. It's the fact that we all have these unique talents and gifts, which is the cool part because that makes me. It takes some of the weight off of me because I don't have to know it all. I can go to this person for this. I can go to that person for that. And we can all benefit from it. The, the issue is, is that thing we call the ego. <laughs> My boy Minor says that your ego is not your amigo. 
<laughs> and I, I, you know, I can agree in some ways because we prevent a lot of experiences and a lot of the learning opportunities that 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 are, they they literally constantly coming to us. Like you, you can't again. We're always in learning. You like that's how you've gotten to this point in your life. You've been learning literally since you came out the womb. It's been this learning experience. So you have to remove your ego and how you the pride that that's attached to the fact that you know that again when saying you don't know something there's a level of vulnerability humility of saying that i don't know but that's nothing wrong with that's empowering that's actually a great thing because it now it's going to in essence make you stronger you know i may it may sound cliche but it's the truth if you change your mind you can truly change your world okay all right and so our last point the last point i want to make is that think about learning it requires time it requires energy and it requires attention. And it's important to realize how constant time, attention and energy are, because as long as you're living, as long as you're having any type of an experience, whatever you're doing right now, whatever you'll be doing in the next few minutes, it requires time. It requires attention and, and it requires energy, even in your most idle moment, sitting at home, nothing on. Them, it's quiet. You just kind of staring off in the space it requires time <laughs> it requires attention and it requires energy you know one reason I love what I do I love to be in the gym because it's an analogy that I feel like can be really used with life I feel like the gym was like God's vocabulary with me that's how he spoke to me it, it was it was a thing he took to make a lot of other things make sense um because if you go, like, let's go into the gym for a second. The idea of building strength. The idea of building strength is, it's, one, it's, it requires repetition, but it requires repetition of what? Time, attention, and energy. And, and it doesn't matter about who's, who's the, who can lift the most weights or who got the most muscles, because we all have a relative amount of strength to start with, regardless. You have a body, you have, you know, you have arms, you have legs, then you have a relative amount of strength. So it's not about being stronger than this person and this person because it's your experience. This is about you. Remember, this is called I am. It's about you. It's about me when it comes to myself. So it's not about, it's about in that moment, strengthening myself. So if I go to the gym, me, you, whoever, if we go enough times, you find a consistent blueprint and we keep going and we keep going and we keep putting in time. We keep putting in attention and we keep putting in energy. That thing has to get stronger. Like you like it, it doesn't at that point. It's not about did you lift this amount or did you lift? No, you consistently gave it time. You consistently gave it attention and you consistently gave it. It, it strengthened just off to the strength of that. Now, based on like numbers, numerically, you went up five pounds. You that's going to change per person. That's based on genetics. That's based off your diet. That's based off if you're going three times or, or you know in, in response to five times. Like there's a lot that goes into that. But again, it's what you what I want you to take from that the concept of whatever I give my time, whatever I give my attention, and whatever I give my energy to is going to be strengthened. Now, there's a catch twenty two to that because Anything that you take and you give those things, they're going to be strengthened. But that can be something like going to the gym or, you know, that could be the other day. I'm sitting in my, in my house. I just got off, 
you know, from the gym or whatever, come in, sit on the couch. And I sat back and pulled out my phone. And what did I start doing? I started scrolling. And I'm scrolling. And I'm scrolling. And I get out of Instagram and I go into Facebook. And what I get on Facebook to do it, I start scrolling. And I start scrolling. I scrolling. And I get back out of Facebook and I go back to Instagram. I start scrolling. And I start scrolling. And I start scrolling. And I look at my photos and I delete some photos. Then I go back to Instagram and I start scrolling. And so at a certain point, I look up and it's like two hours has passed. And I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> Where did the last two hours go? Like, what? What have I been doing? And you know what I had done? I had given my thumb a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of attention, and a lot of energy, but nothing came from that. Like something was strengthened. My thumb probably got a few more muscles that evening just because it got a lot of a lot of scrolling that was done. But in that time where we're so in this world where we're so busy, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. I, I got to do this. I got to do that. We will idly let two hours of our time go by when... I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a podcast guy myself. I love podcasts. I love my my favorite app on my phone is the Audible book. Like I have, I, I'm like a little kid on Christmas every month when I know I'm about to get my new credit. Like, oh, I get a new book. I get a new book. Like I love to listen to, you know, other people's takes on things and different philosophies and whatnot. So in that moment, I could have got my cooking done. I could have washed the dishes that I said I was going to wash yesterday. <laughs> I could have folded clothes that are still in the dryer. I could have went on that walk. I could have signed up for, you know, this new gym. I could have I could have done something to change my learning experience, what I was learning in that in that moment. And another thing about it, especially something like social media is one thing that it also strengthens, especially in our generation, it strengthens the idea of comparison. It strengthens the idea of doubt, of fear because what we will do is we will spend so much time learning about somebody else and other people's realities that going back to what Aristotle said about knowing yourself is, you know, let me, let me say it properly. I don't want to say it wrong. Knowing yourself is the beginning of our wisdom. We can't get to the beginning of our wisdom because we're so intentional on telling somebody else about what they need to learn. And what I'm encouraging you today is figure out what you need to learn. You learn something. Know that you're always in a state of learning. Don't be comfortable. Don't be don't be comfortable physically. Don't be comfortable mentally. Don't be comfortable emotionally. Don't be comfortable because the moment you start learning, that's when you get old. That's when things slow down. Go back again. Go back to that childlike mentality. Dream, desire, want, and then put some faith and some action into those things. It's a better way of living. It's, it's, it's what actual living is. Living is not getting a job and making sure that your bills are paid and that you don't get put out. Like, that's just, I don't know. I don't, personally, that's not how I want to have to wake up and think just to make sure, like, I need to get up to go do stuff just to make sure that this person tells me, comes in and tells me I have to leave one day. No, my life needs to be more purposeful than that. And yours, yours should be too. So, um, if you guys don't remember Anything I said today, I want you to. I want to finish with this one quote, um, and I'm probably gonna mess up the person's name. If I do, I apologize. <laughs> I think it's Paulo Coelho, and they said people are capable at any time in their lives of doing what they dream of, and you just have to realize, guys, that that's so true. You have to, but it, it starts with learning that thing. You have to learn about it first, and with learning comes some sacrifice, but it's, it's necessary and it's beneficial to your being, to your growth. And 
even more important to all the people around you that it will impact because it's not about you impacting the world. You just need to learn to impact your world. So thank you guys for being here today. Um, Today we learned and then next time we're here, we're going to talk about, okay, now once I learn it, how do I invest it? So make sure you guys come back. Check out the episode three. I am investing. I hope you guys learned something today. I hope you guys are blessed. See you next time. Thank you.